to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And this week for the podcast, got a couple uh, guests that dropped in to save the day. We're about to watch UFC 295, but before doing so, I was going to sit down with my my former neighbors here. These cats just left the neighborhood on me, left me alone. Yeah, boy. Fucking feels weird out here without them, but hey, <laughs> whatever. So um, I want to bring back Dana, who was on a previous episode uh, we talked about kettlebells, kettlebell fitness, competitions, and things like that. And he's coming back to tell me more. And along with Dana, want to be bringing back, well, not bringing back, bringing on Mike, neighbor Mike. It is neighbor Mike. <laughs> neighbor Mike. <laughs> Mikey Tupood, a.k.a. Uh, neighbor Mike. So uh, what's going on, fellas? Um, how are things? And, you know, it's, it's been, been a minute, on. especially with like, you ain't been here for a fight in a minute. Dude, it's been... Been missing cards, oh, dog. I know, man. Uh, so just reminiscing, though. Uh, you know, what what did we call it? It was the dad, the neighborhood dads' night. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> One Saturday a month, just come on over here and watch the fights. I was I, I I just thought on the way over. This is like the third straight like MSG card we've watched down here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've it, missed them, huh? If if there's any card, well, no, three years. Oh no 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 yeah, no, no yeah. for MSG. Yeah, like, you usually like th- this is one at least I know we're we're all like look mm-hmm. we got to make this card no we matter usually what. Get this one, yep. And mm-hmm. sometimes shit happens. Yeah, like I don't know, people tear their peck away from their fucking <laughs> bone, <laughs> and now they're out for eight months. But oh, hey, he's gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, he's always fun to watch, but it's like, hey man, you ain't. You ain't, you ain't no spring chicken no more. So we'll this see. isn't this isn't the interim belt. This is this is the true heavyweight belt tonight. <clears throat> well, and, and the thing is, people talk about oh, Yuri and and J- uh, Jamal both dropped the belt when they got hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like why isn't John dropping the belt? Because it's John. And it's like yeah. It, it, oh, it, it's just it's not like he can't come back and he'll get right back into the mix anyway. So it's mm-hmm. fucking dumb. Anyhow, he's gonna get. The title shot when it comes back. Yeah. Like right off the bat. There's yeah. no question. That, that's, yeah. I mean, off name alone. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Um, so, I guess I want to kind of catch up with you uh, about um, the All-American Kettlebell Open that you yeah, hosted. Man. That was your thing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We did uh, it. Run by yeah. Ray's Bells. Yeah. And uh, just tell me, because I, I think you, you had mentioned it before as well, but I was just like, kind of like, eh. Right. <laughs> Words, right? Well, we like, a, I know those words. We were, I was still living here when we got the uh-huh. the okay to go, um, but I bought you know I bought the house in the process of of planning that. Yeah, so it was it was cool. So yeah, like um, I want to say it was like February or March. Okay. I just got the wild idea to message the Mister America Instagram page. And just ask them if they would be willing uh, to put kettlebell sport in their in their events. <clears throat> and almost immediately, I got a response. Uh, nice. And it was absolutely. Are you willing to run it? And of course, like I'm, I'm sitting here on my phone. I was at work at the time. Uh, I was actually working some overtime. 
and I'm, I'm looking at my phone on a break and I'm like, holy shit. Like, is this real? And then, so of course I replied, yes, of course. And within, within minutes, he responded. It was very fast. Okay, here's my contact information or give me your contact information and I'll call you later. So I'm, I'm like, okay, still sounds too good to be true, but I gave my number, right? <clears throat> well, I had to go back to work. A couple hours later, I come out and I had a missed call. And the message, give him a call back, Mark Torriello. Called him back and we talked for like 30 or 45 minutes about huh? the about the vision about the about the event <clears throat> about how I saw it and uh yeah he jumped on board and he was he was excited oh. right <clears throat> well when I got the yes I'm like I got really really nervous I'm like holy shit I've never done this before you know I've never put on an event like this right <laughs> so I reached out to my coach who is out on the West Coast. His name's Steve Cotter. And I asked him for advice, you know, on, on what to do. And from there, it just snowballed into this massive, massive, you know, <clears throat> these guys said it was the biggest in-person kettlebell sport competition since COVID. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it turned out to be a really awesome, awesome event. Good. And we planned, we planned it like six months and, you know, we got sponsors. I've reached out to everyone. Sponsors, you know, helped us. Uh, <clears throat> this one company, Pro Kettlebell, ran by Nikolai and Amber, his wife. They make manufacture bells here in America. And they came on board. <clears throat> Once they came on board, the publicity, the the energy just went through the roof. Like talking to that guy, Nikolai, and getting to know him and, you know, start getting this plethora of knowledge, you know, because the guy has been in the in the in this industry for more than a decade, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, he used to run his own own uh, kettlebell club out in Seattle. Uh, actually Seattle Kettlebell Club, you know. So <clears throat> And then developed these bells and then started making them here in America. Well, he sponsored the event. He also came on as an organizer, him and his wife. They organized my event, you know, our event. It, it was no longer my event. You know, Ray's Bells presented it. But Pro Kettlebell, like, they came on board. <clears throat> Every idea was pretty much theirs. You know, Nikolai was just right there with the wisdom, with, with the things to do. Amber took care of all the organizational aspects of it. <clears throat> yeah, it just turned out to be an awesome event. Good, good. Yeah, it went, went really well. Uh, we lifted over two days, had just about 50 lifters. Mm -hmm. um, we had three platforms going uh, and, you know, ranging from beginners to world champions, you know, along with oh, yeah. uh, the coach, Steve Cotter. Uh, also flew out Dennis Vasilev, Levitime. Uh, kettlebell sport world champion um he lifted and yeah it went great you know definitely a, a big buzz in the community and along with the other you know sports that were there at the expo um mm -hmm. you know i mean we had the best setup uh 
you know, and, and it went great. They loved us. And you oh, know, yeah. we've, we've already kind of set up to, or, or, you know, in plans to go back and do it again next year. Well, it's, um, a, it's yeah, official it real well. <clears throat> it's official. Nice. Um, Mark Torriello has actually reached out and gave the official invite for 2024. So that's being dropped right here. It's breaking right there. And I mean, nobody nice. knows that, but us, so. Uh, we haven't started promoting that yet. You know, obviously, it's a year out. It's, it's in October. So, oh yeah, yeah. So for this event, like, because I'm completely foreign to it, what exactly takes place at the event? So, basically, kettlebell sport is a couple, a few different exercises that you choose to do for a certain amount of time. So it's not necessarily reps or anything like that. It is, but it's more or less what weight are you going to use and how long are you going to go for? Five or 10 minutes, right? And there's also marathon lifts, half marathons. So you get 30 minutes, 60 minutes. And, you know, I believe there's ultra marathons out there, which is absolutely lunacy. (laughs) You will not see me holding mm-hmm. the bell that long. I mean, yeah, you right. said sixty minutes. I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's a uh, but yeah. people do it and they ex- excel at it, man. Yeah, it's it's mainly broken down. So you know, a five minute lift, a uh, ten minute lift is like the traditional mm-hmm. uh, kind of time for it. Um, and then you know, like you said, uh, the half marathon, the thirty minutes, or the full marathon, sixty minutes. We didn't have any full marathoners. We had what was it two slots on Saturday that yeah. were half marathon uh like one at the beginning of the day one at the end of the day and then total we had like three or four and then half marathon and then i think yeah i think one sunday morning um (laughs) we had had one guy who did uh two half marathons uh on saturday so he was like the first block and then he was also the last block so we tried to give him as much rest as possible yeah in between it was Uh, check out jacob henson uh facebook and uh instagram i mean that dude is a He's a maniac. It's intense to watch somebody uh, lift a kettlebell for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've watched him just out front. just like, you know, not even 30 minutes. I'm like, hmm. hey, <laughs> all right. Like, from things, things have drastically changed from the times you have seen me working out, out you know, in the parking lot. Uh, you know, really, once I became more involved into the kettlebell sports side, I, I kind of my, my training has ch- kind of really enveloped that style mm-hmm. of training, right? Because we start we started actually doing the competition. So we competed at our sure. own competition. We we attended a couple local, uh, we, well, one local prior to ours, and then we did ours, and then after we did an online comp, you know, um, so trying to get active in the community mm-hmm. and things like that. So, <clears throat> so. But back to the sport, right? Yeah. Your three main lifts are uh, for males, double long cycle, um, which is two kettlebells, clean and jerk, um, repeatedly for 10 minutes. Uh, now, within that, you have your your beginners, you know, your semi-amateurs, amateurs, semi-pro and pro, right? And that's your bell sizes pretty much breaks that down. And then you have your overall weight classes within those. So, <clears throat> um, sport ranking tables. We used um, the IKO World Kettlebell Sport League. Um, 
that's 11 time world champion Dennis Vasila. Uh, he sanctioned our event. And then from there, um, the IKMF, they reached out to us and put, put their <clears throat> rankings in our event. Um, the AKLU reached out and they supported the event, which is the American Kettlebell Lifters Union. Uh, they're responsible for sending the USA team to um, the WKSF World Championships each year, which is probably the absolute bar none. N- nobody beats out this event. You know, the USA team alone, I think, is like 30-some lifters. Where's yeah. that hell night? So they usually change change up the locations, but last year I think it was okay. in Hungary, and I think this year it's in Poland. Okay. In twenty twenty four, in fact, I think the IKMF Big World Championships are coming up uh, this month. I think on the twenty fourth or something like that. But their their events are, you know, usually pretty large as well. <clears throat> uh, so other than long cycle, sorry, I went on a rant. <laughs> you get your other exercise which is jerk double jerk and then snatch so you have option of doing triathlon all three or you can do biathlon which is jerk and snatch or you can do them singularly you know yeah and and then snatch is the only one that's a single bell so so uh, jerk is is doubles long cycles doubles and snatch singles and yeah um i mean what uh triathlon is not as popular but uh, you know, Dana did a uh, biathlon, um, which is a popular uh, lift. You, you get two lifts there, um, and then the jerk uh, with the snatch. That's the biathlon. Um, so you get to kind of work different muscles. Whereas the jerk is more of a push, snatch is more of a pull. Um, you're not like mm-hmm. overtaxing anything. Right. <clears throat> Makes sense. The the two exercises go very well together. Mm-hmm. And then long cycle by itself is just a phenomenal um, exercise for overall strength and power and you know and doing it for endurance is i mean this that's what this guy does and long cycle's fun yeah well you got getting all of it you got to kind of figure i mean like most workouts mm-hmm. you know good for you as long as you're doing you know everything the correct way yeah so it's like th- there's no such thing as like you know <clears throat> doing something like this to to you know, boost your cardio, boost your power, mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's no such thing as like, ah, you're just wasting your time. Right. No, it's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Right? It serves a purpose. But, good. I mean, you know, on that point, it's, uh, you know, the beauty of, of kettlebells, kettlebell sport, particularly, again, working for the time instead of just trying to get some reps or hitting like strength PRs, things like that. Um, you get that strength endurance, endurance combo. Um, and, you know, personally, uh, you know, when, when Dana found out about, uh, you know, the competition, um, I was actually at the time still, uh, kind of practicing a hard style, uh, kettlebell training, um, hadn't jumped over to the sports style yet. There's, is kind of different techniques in, in, sure. in how you lift. Um, he'd been trying to get me over. I was like, all right, well, it looks like this is the time to do it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, since then just, you know, the, um, you know, crossover from that type of training to, you know, the other, uh, you know, athletic endeavors I take on, it's, it's, it's just been amazing. So it's, it's, it's really, uh, you know, that, that strength, strength endurance, you, you, it's hard to get that, um, from other things kind of as, as easy as is with just, Hey, pick up these bells and, you know, swing them for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the sports style, you have to adopt this 
methodology of being as efficient as possible for as long as possible. You know, keeping the heart rate low, using the breath, right? The breath is such a key component in these lifts, you know, they make, which, which makes them very technical lifts, right? Because you, you almost have to synchronize your breath with the movement, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, well, it's not almost, you have to, uh, really to work, to work for a long period of time. Getting that breath synced in is is key. Makes sense. Yeah, they we had um an injury prevention seminar today at the gym, and they're talking about like you know as we're doing any kind of movement, stretching, you know, recovery, how important the breathing, mm-hmm. like breath control, yeah, mm-hmm. and synchronizing that with you know just and just breathing correctly, right? Because most people don't breathe right you know it's like when we talk about like taking in a deep breath like most people like like try to like puff up their chest and like "Mm." you know prior to me doing kettlebells you know i I i've lifted and i've done some sort of training my whole life right but it wasn't until i took steve cotter's level one certification almost the very first thing he said you know, when he starts talking about the breath is <clears throat> we focus on the exhale. I had never been taught that. Mm-hmm. I had never, ever been, you know, that had, was never brought to my attention that you, we focus on the exhale because your body is automatically going to inhale. So you control the exhale, right? And that's how you control the breath. And then, so once I started doing that, I mean, it <clears throat> it takes time, right? But over time, it starts to click, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's even with my running, you know, doing, you know, running a couple miles at a time. It's like focus on the exhale. You know, every third strike of the left foot, mm, I'm yeah. pushing out an exhale. You know, a forceful exhale because your body's going to inhale on its own, and just yeah. once I realized that and started really seeing it being put into action you know what i mean that's a game changer big time i think breathing in general just you know when i was playing football that was one thing they kind of talk about how football is different from playing basketball Mm -hmm. it's in you know five seconds on like 30 seconds off so you're breathing, like kind of controlling that and, and building your cardio differently for that versus you get out there on the soccer field or the basketball field. Like you're constantly moving. You might have some moments where you kind of break it up, but there still has to be kind of a control and understanding of your breathing out there, which, I mean, high school, most yeah. of us aren't, especially in the 90s. We're, we're not getting that. We're just like, oh, I'm just out mm-hmm. here to play. Now, now here we are in 2023, you know, over the last, what, 10, 15 years, there's been so much mm-hmm. information provided about how to treat your body, yeah. how to, how to, you know, breathe, how to, yeah. you know, do anything. I mean, in jujitsu, you know, that's a, a big deal there because mm-hmm. we get folded up like, like origamis. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not built to breathe right, if you're not doing it right to begin with, you're going to be tapping to pressure. You're going to be tapping to just inverts. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you get spun upside down, you're like, nah, I got to get out of here. Versus like, you know, I got guys that, 
you know, you, you get them in an invert position. They're just hanging out. Right. It's like, what the fuck are you doing to mm-hmm. Like you should be hurting. I was hurting. Right. So yeah, the breath control is, you know, I think one of the most important things that people don't really even pay attention to oh, yeah. unless it's put in front of them. They're told like, Hey, watch this. Some people like kind of roll into it accidentally and at least have some understanding, but mm-hmm. not like, like a full, like, okay, yeah. do it this way. Like I had a, aha moment yeah you know it was one of them it was so weird yeah um so with the event like the one that just passed for you all uh getting everything set up like getting getting in touch with everyone mm-hmm. and getting that all set up like what was like the time frame and like how long did it all take to really like come to a point where you're like okay how long ready. so how long it took for it to come to yeah to realization that i was like okay this is actually going to happen and yeah, it, yeah and then it's actually going to be pretty fucking cool so when i reached out to steve cotter his his um his response was he would love to help he didn't ask for anything he didn't want to make a dollar he just wanted it there to be you know just to be there as Support for his student, I guess, <clears throat> you know, and for the sport mainly. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing was he put me in contact with 11 time world champion Dennis Vasilev. Uh, so within a couple of days, he said, give him some time. And within a couple of days, I was in a group chat with him and Dennis Vasilev on Instagram, which is the wildest, most surreal thing in the world to me, you know. <clears throat> I knew I knew of Dennis Vasilev, but of course I was never ever gonna think yeah. of reaching out because I just, in my mind, he's way up here, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> turns out the dude's super humble, man. Dude, super chill. He's <laughs> awesome. He is. He is the most down to earth guy. He, we were eating dinner one night at, at, and we were having like a barbecue, mm. and uh, he gets up out of his seat, goes to the end of the table, and he goes, "Guys, selfie." <laughs> and he fucking takes a selfie the coolest thing ever right so so anyway though <clears throat> i got put in the group chat with them and we started that's where I, I officially got the sanction from him which was awesome because you know i had told mark in the very beginning he asked me if it was going to be sanctioned and i said honestly i'm just a regular guy who, who asked, and i'm just being honest with you I, I just asked you if i could you know, if you would do it and this is happening. So I don't think so. And then it turned out it, it, it did. It got sanctioned. And I, of course, I let Mark know and he was super excited. <clears throat> All right. So that happened. That that conversation started rolling with those guys. And on the other side of things, though, on the raised bell side, me getting established uh, for, you know, live training and things like that. I was working with Gold's Gym and, um, you know, renting space out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out as I was getting set up in there and talking to Mr. America on the side that the owner of Gold's Gym owns Mr. America. So a super small world. And when he found that out, you know, um, kind of set up a meeting and I, you know, he set up a meeting with me and pretty much <clears throat> I laid it all out. I laid out, I laid out the vision for the for the gym. I laid out the vision for the competition, and pretty much he loved it. He loved the energy that we put off. He, I mean, he loved it all, you know. And he said, "Let's fucking go," you know, in so many words. So one of his things, though, 
was finding a made in America product. And then he would in turn allow golds to help sponsor the event. So I reached out, I was in the group chat with Dennis and Steve and I, I told them what I had going on because he, he gave me a list of things that I would need for the competition. And one of the thing, one of the things was all the kettlebells. So four sets of kettlebells, complete sets from eight kilogram up to 32 kilogram with just a 20% discount is like $18,000. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So we needed that <laughs> to do this competition. How in the F was we going to do that? Yeah. Right? So my only way was, you know, networking with people and trying to find people that would sponsor the event and help pay for the materials that we needed, right? Sure. The equipment that we needed. Once, you know, Golds said, find Made in America product. I told Dennis and Steve I was looking for a Made in America product, kettlebells. He gave me uh, Nikolai and Amber's contact information from Pro Kettlebell. And when I reached out to him, um, I reached out to him through message on Instagram. And I was on my way to the gym for training. I like I live five minutes from the gym. I messaged probably when I got in the car. By the time I got to the gym, he was calling me through Instagram. And we before I could make it into the training session, I was actually late to. And all the guys had to like stand around for me. But um, after a short conversation, he was super ecstatic and just on board to just fucking just help and just do things, right? So it turns out his bells are made in America. Not only are they made in America, but they are very nice bells, comfortable bells. And when they came on board and... They supply. They didn't supply the bells because I had to buy them, but yeah. with the help of Golds through sponsorship, you know, we we made it happen. And uh, yeah, you got anything to add? Yeah, I mean, uh, ahead, yeah, <laughs> uh, the pro kettlebell side. I mean, just amazing that uh, you Nikolai was on board from the beginning. Um, gave Dana a, a, a very nice discount to to buy the sets. Uh, much more than uh, any other, you know, uh, kettlebell <clears throat> manufacturer yeah. out there. And really, on that, I mean, look, it, it was it was his sponsorship to the event, and and talk about the the giveaway. Oh yeah, and and uh, so, um, you know, even though it's individual lifters lifting on the on the platform, but uh, you can be like on a team, right? So we had our district kettlebell team, uh, and uh, you know, there were other teams there, so. Uh, the big giveaway was whatever team kind of finished up with like the best score and you kind of base score off of like volume, which is just like, you know, reps over time and just kind of add that up. Um, and so the winning team would get a full set to, you know, take back home or, or I guess he was going to, you know, manufacture and send it to him. Um, so, you know, that was, that was awesome as well. So not only helped us get the four sets that we needed to, uh, host the competition, but also sending a, a, a full set to the winning team. Um, but just on those, you know, pro kettlebell, uh, you know, the bells themselves, um, you know, 
check out the website. They call them the Ferrari kettlebells, and they call them that for a reason. Uh, it's it's a bit of a re- revolutionary design in kettlebells, where it's you know you think it's just like a ball with like a handle on it, right? Um, but you know, for new lifters, uh, you know, it's a small sport kind of niche, uh, and then just you know training as well. Not many people know how to properly use them. Uh, when when you get that thing overhead, it's you know like a big round you know heavy ball you know with a handle on it. It's like pressing against like the back of your arm. Yeah. Um, so the pro kettlebells are actually contoured. Con- yeah, yeah, they're mm-hmm. contoured. They're like concave on those sides. Like uh, a then, flat surface on your forearm. Yeah. Okay. And, and, oh, okay. I get and you. then such a nice fit. And then there's like a nub in the middle. So it, it's almost uh, uh, like like a <laughs> teaching cue. Whereas if you hold the kettlebell wrong, because um, it's a proper way to hold it, uh, you know, like overhead, then that nub's going to be pressing. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I mm-hmm. want to make sure I'm not holding it like yeah. that next time I get it overhead. So it's going to force you it to hold it properly. Automatically does it. For yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah. And then um, uh, the other thing, it's they're hollow on the bottom. Uh, so what that does is however heavy the bell is, all that weight inside is shoved up as close to the top as possible, as close to the handle, which actually uh, gets that center gravity more it's towards your hand, uh, which just makes them fly so much uh, smoother. Um, I mean, how many people, like, uh, you know, people that were, you know, the lifters that have been in kettlebell sport, when they picked up the pro kettlebell, were they like, wow, look at this? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was amazing. That's what I was wondering is like, you know, the competitors, you know, were they familiar with this style of bell or? So you know. we, we did have a few that came, uh, that had not used them before. Uh, so I remember distinctively approaching Amber at the competition and saying, how does it feel like seeing all these faces just fall in love with your bells? who have never touched them before until today when they touch them. And, and I was like, it must make, and she, she was ecstatic with, with energy, you know? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. It was awesome to watch, man. Just you, at that point they could have sold ice to penguins, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. And then, um, just like compared to other bells, I mean, most people think like it's just metal, right? But I mean, I've seen videos where like you cut open, uh, like another competition style bell and it's like full of dirt mm. and screws and nails and like debris and stuff like it's just like junk inside of that yeah. casing and like the so handles makes the weight right yes yeah. and then like and like the the handles hollow and it's like what is going on here so like who knows where that weight is exactly in there so these just um you know it's like knowing knowing the founder i mean nikolai literally like sands these down and like hand paints them himself um, you know, like very much handcrafted. Yeah. I mean, we had to wait quite a while to get the four sets. Cause I mean, he's like, all right, cool. Like I, I literally have to produce these myself. And yeah, I mean, just did. the story of, uh, you know, their story of going through different foundries and, you know, making the molds and, you know, they had a foundry, but then like the main person there left. So then like quality went down, so they didn't find a different one. I mean, just the hurdles that they had to go through to be able to produce these things. Um, but I mean, it's, it's all worth it because of, of, of how kind of revolutionary for the sport, uh, and just kettlebell training that they are. Yeah. I mean, and people who know kettlebells, right. The best, the best form of progression is through two kilogram increments, right? So if you were to go to, you know, kettlebell Kings and, or another 
Yeah, any kettlebell site. Bells right? of steel. And, or, yeah, yeah, any any one really but, it goes. You you would have to get you know, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. Um, but the the beauty behind the pro kettlebell is you can do those four kilogram increments with the bells because they make a two kilogram chip and one kilogram oh. chip right that fit perfectly into that hollowness of the bell magnetics right up in there so you can literally cut down the half half the cost of of what you need in bells for these chips and you still get beyond what you need for two kilogram progressions mm-hmm. you know so, Make, makes it really nice for scaling yeah and progressions yeah, so, um, you know, like as far as a kettlebell sport, uh, you know, the full set from the 8 to the 32. So, you know, women, uh, women's division uh, can use down to the 8s and the 12s. Mm. Um, and then men start at 16s and it goes 16, 20, 24, 28, 32. Uh, so, you know, in, in sport lifting, there's no need for those in-between weights. But again, training, working training, up yeah. to... A certain weight, you want to be able to kind of take those two kilogram increments, and again, having those magnetic chips, you know, uh, you you pop a two kilogram chip in a twelve kilogram bell, makes it a fourteen kilogram bell, and then when you progress mm-hmm. up, boom, you already got your sixteen, and then you go to the eighteen. So yeah, you don't need to buy literally half of the bells that you might need to uh, if you didn't have something like that. And again, you just need two of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, and and <clears throat> with the style of training that we we've kind of taken on. Um, you know, you can do some ladders, easy, easy transitions into, you take a 16 and you can turn it into a, uh, an 18, you know, so you can do a set at 16 and a set at 18 and then, you know, things like that just makes it so much easier for, Mm -hmm. um, you know, transitioning between, you know, the weights. It's pretty cool. It's interesting to hear this because just hearing a sport, like kind of, Again, I'm very foreign to everything other than seeing you working out in the neighborhood. Right. And then the algorithm on Instagram got a little a little funky. And like for a while, I was getting a lot of kettlebell stuff. Yeah. Then it just stopped. It's like, it, like I might see a post from you maybe once a month. Really? Maybe. Hmm. It was like it got to a point where it's like, okay, I got to go. Seek yeah. post out. Mm-hmm. I have to go type in names. It is just maybe algorithm. just go and like a couple things. Well, and that's what know? happens though. It's like <coughs> even with liking a Sorry. couple things, it's a, a, just. I mean, my feed is mostly right jujitsu, mm-hmm. twerk videos, and like car right. accidents. Right. So it's like I can like you know forty kettlebell videos and I'm like yeah, but yeah, you, or like you like seeing people get te- choked. Just start talking kettlebells, man. Just start <laughs> right. talking that shit. Your phone will hear it. Yeah, well, it does. That, that is true. I, Watch. Like, I mean, you're, actually, you're probably going to start getting pro kettlebell commercials on your right, shit. Yeah, the other day, uh, we I didn't even say anything. I was thinking about something. Shit pops up on my phone. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Stop. Yeah, yeah it's like, wild, man. And then I had to think. I was like, was I was I talking about now? I'm in the car by myself. I was talking about this be, shit. Could hear you could hear anything man. fucking things are weird but uh, but it's neat to, to see this kind of you know early on growth of of this you know niche you know sport yeah, for sure. because you know when you think about anything 
I mean, when I when I go to it, it's always going to go jujitsu just because that's what I'm familiar with. It's right. Like seeing jujitsu kind of coming up. But even even and, with kettlebells and jujitsu, mm-hmm. oh, the 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 way you can adapt kettlebells to enhance your training for jujitsu is oh, yeah. phenomenal. And the number one guy you could probably go to is Steve Cotter. Yeah. Um, he has on BJJ Fanatics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has <clears throat> a video presentation um, for sale, and it, they're all they're always on sale. I mean, twenty five, fifty percent off, seventy percent off. Last night, and everything was like Dude, so. So twenty Steve, to thirty like, percent off for real. Go check out Steve Cotter kettlebells for jujitsu, and like the way he makes it translate for those individuals is phenomenal. Uh, we're actually <clears throat> we're actually bringing on a coach with raised bells. He's uh, his name's Rudy Aguilera Hughes. He's uh, I want to say he's a purple belt. Well, he's been he's been training for at least a decade, I think, on and off, probably more. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's coming on as a coach uh, with the kettlebells, and he's going to have that jujitsu background, you know, and he's going to be able to. He's going to be the coach that we're going to present to, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, just seeing this, you know, from the beginning or from early stages at least is really cool because, you know, you never know. Like, you know, you see it one day, it's like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You start to kind of build, like, understand it. And then next thing you know, a year later, you know, you start seeing it more and more pop up. Because, I mean, ESPN fucking puts cornhole on so right. i mean it's like but but then there are things like this it's yeah. like so i mean this would be beneficial to people yeah i mean right now like youtube instagram facebook all of them if you're looking for a, a competition to watch they're all over there you yeah. know we're actually looking into a way to to get 2024 broadcasted on the tv i think it has been done before really uh, i believe it has uh, but it would be nice to be able to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, De- Dennis ran it through his YouTube, right? Yeah. Pro, did Pro Kettlebell have it through their YouTube at the time? What, ours? What do you mean? Pro Kettlebell didn't have it on, on, the on YouTube. their YouTube? No, no, no. Just no. Dennis, We right? just put it on Dennis's. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the rest of us just kind of did lives, mm-hmm. you know, a little sporadic throughout. Uh, but yeah, Dennis's was kind of set up a little high. So just observe all day of the platforms, mm-hmm. but it was uninteractive, you know, yeah. it didn't like move around and whatnot. So, but this year I'm looking into live broadcast. We're, we're looking into getting, matter of fact, boom, we were looking to get like a podcast to come out and do live. Right. And then like commentate the event, interview lifters, interview just people around, you know, um, just make it a little more interactive sure. and trying to get it broadcast this year. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, implement that and, you know, YouTube as mm-hmm. well. Just that, that, I mean, I think all that stuff is really cool because, you know, most people are watching YouTube for, for their entertainment period anyway. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of an open forum for everyone. And you never know what you're going to run into or when you're going to run into something that, you know, you might seem like, oh, 
I know a little bit about this. Right. And then you get hooked into something like, oh, my God, this is very interesting. You're hearing the stories from, you know, the competitors, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you know, talking to the coaches and getting an understanding. So, yeah, I think that, you know, will go a long way. Yeah, in for sure. Really growing the sport, too. Mm-hmm. So good. But uh, for, you know, your first event that you all did, is there like a video or like, you know, clips um, you know, of some yeah. of the event. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you can find you can find it on the Raise Bells Instagram. Um, on YouTube, it would be World Kettlebell Sport League. Um, now, I think there was a mix up with the the first day of recording though, because they got us on copyright because mm, of the okay. music in the background. Of course. Mm. So I think we lost day one altogether. So that was like my number one key component of wanting to fix this year of, of a different kind of broadcast broadcasting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because one, if you're professionally doing it like this, it, we can drown out the, the outside noise, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's definitely ways around it, you know? So this year is going to be as far as like, if you're not attending and you want to watch, you'll, you'll, it'll, it'll be better this year. Yeah, I think you know doing that first run, you get an ideal, you get that feel. Yeah, you know, you have a year now to think about what you want to do to you know build it up even more and improve. Right, but the thing is, right, <clears throat> coming in coming into the competition, I started watching competitions, mm-hmm. right, and then now that I've done the competition and I'm still watching competitions, the one thing that I can think of that I would change is the fact that. Let's make it a little more interactive instead of just a camera on some platforms. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing. Like, yeah. it can be so much better for the the home viewer, right? Yeah, yeah. You got you to put yourself in their position. Like, most of these competitions, you're literally just looking at the platform and then a guy with a mic comes in every once in a while to, to announce something, right? You know, it could be done like this and still have audio and video and just make it professional. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a better viewing experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Well, even thinking about, like you says, like right now it's just a camera up. Right. Looking down the platform. It's like, if I'm scrolling through yeah. and I see that. I mean, it's cool I, for like when you're, wa- right. when you're, when you're watching the lift, right? Sure. <clears throat> sure. But like in between the lifts and things like that, you want maybe change a camera view or mm. even during the lifts change the camera view for the you know for the interview that you're t- that's taking place or whatnot you know on the commentators on on whatnot yeah they that's been a big thing in my mind recently is like making things available for you know the casual as well like someone that's not in the actual sport, right. but might have some interest because you know I was talking with you know a friend last week on Insta- um, not Instagram on, on the podcast right. about his YouTube and you know what sets his YouTube apart from you know other jujitsu news YouTubes mm-hmm. and you know one of the things is like you know you're kind of dumb I want to say dumbing it down but you know you're definitely making it available for the people within the community right. but you also want to make it available for 
you know, trying to draw on new people as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if again, if I'm scrolling through YouTube and I see, you know, the kettle, uh, the kettlebell, you know, camera down on the platform, I'm looking. I was like, sure, that's interesting. If I'm just trying to look and see, okay, what's going on here? But right. to really draw me in, yeah, mm-hmm. there's got to be, you know, you know, some, to- you know, talk to right. stuff going on, some personality to it. Just yeah, just yeah. some commentating, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was literally like a webcam on a pole. Which is, like I mean, it was awesome straight. video, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it literally captured every single lift. Sadly, we lost the whole day, but, you know, it's it's nice, but a camera view change. Sure. You know, that's all. Well, even when I think about the um, jiu-jitsu competition like ADCC, IBJJF, you know, these run on flow grappling, you know, in some cases, well, hell, even last week, what was it, um, fucking a wrestling event on ESPN, last week and it was just literally that a camera facing yeah. the mat like oh, yeah. no commentator <laughs> right. and as a matter of fact the camera like the camera's here on the edge of this table and the mat was probably beyond the wall it was far oh, away i'm geez. just like and sophie even sat down here with me she's like what are you watching I was yeah like, well i'm trying to watch wrestling <laughs> like, i'm not <laughs> quite sure <laughs> right they're so far away and you know i got my glasses on i yeah. can't see it but yeah making things available and interactive not just for you know the people within the community, but also to pull in new people as well, I think goes a long way. And that's recently just been something on my mind, thinking about, you know, talking with a friend last week, thinking about jujitsu mm-hmm. and itself, talking about, you know, the podcast, like how do you get other people to flock towards something new? Because yes, we all know, oh, right. kettlebells, you know, we see kettlebells in the store when we mm-hmm. walk around Target, you know, but don't they, buy those don't, kettlebells. <laughs> don't buy them. No, I I had one. I gave, <laughs> I gave it to my um my old manager. She was like, I need a fifteen pound kettlebell. I was like, here you go. Like it feels weird. Like it was like uh like the vinyl like yeah, the plastic. Right. It was like what the fuck is Look, this? Man. Is this even fifteen? Look, honestly, those those bells are cool, man. Yeah, but they have their place. Yeah, they have their it's place. like better than no bell, right? But still, it's like if you can if you can do better, do better. But right. at least you're getting the start. So, um, but yeah, you know, we all know what a kettlebell is for mm-hmm. the most part. We've all, I mean, hell, even back, what, 2012, going to Lifetime Fitness, I was seeing people doing Turkish get-ups. I didn't know what the fuck that was. I was right. I'm looking, I was like, what the fuck are they doing, you know? Like, <laughs> bitch, I'm going to go bench press this fucking 300 pounds real quick. Oh, love a Turkish get-up. Like, well, That's he how came I got over his here. Name. That's and how I got his name, Mikey Tupu, baby. <laughs> like, you know, Dana came over here and, and we we're doing Turkish get ups. And, you know, the yeah, movement. Yeah, we did them right that, here on the floor, bro. Um, the movement for that is uh, basically a combat stand up for jiu jitsu. Yeah. Because as I'm doing, I was like, oh my God. Like, I know this movement. It's just, I'm. I was surprised that you, doing jiu jitsu for as long as you have, you have never done one. <laughs> that, well, I mean, the thing is, I've seen it. And right. I was like, dude, that's interesting. I, yeah. Like, I want to do that. And it's like, I'm just gonna go out yeah. here and just fucking roll around with people, get, <laughs> get arm barred real quick. I'll be all right. Right. And now my body's falling apart. I'm like, okay, I need to, I yeah, need to start I mean, getting strong again. Just get one kettlebell, man. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Really, just one. Oh, and I think that's the thing too with kettlebells. It's amazing how, like you said, just one can go a long way. Oh, yeah. Whereas I mean, like, you know other weights it's like okay i need a whole weight set and i need to you know get get a rack for squats and i need to do this and that and and that's you know not you know dogging those weights because you know they have their place as well right 
But if you're like, look, I'm just trying to do something that's going to be effective for me, and I don't want to take up a lot of space. Look, at the end of the day, if you wanted to, if you, if you were like me and and your whole style of training just switched up and now kettlebells is like 90% of of what i use um that's cool but like there's power lifters and and other people in f- other fitness fields that use kettlebells as a supplement mm-hmm. like just for instance i mean donnie thompson is the biggest one that I can think of, right? I mean, he 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 created the fat bell, the Thompson fat bell, from his use and experience of the kettlebell, right? He pretty sure the the YouTube video that he has out when he was talking about, you know, this, he got his squat over a thousand because of the use of kettlebells. Nice. with as a supplement training you know what i mean yeah i mean it's like you know you could take a 16 kilogram bell so 35 pounds doesn't sound heavy right it's like okay we'll swing it for three minutes straight with one arm and then tell me how you feel right and then just don't even put it down just switch the other arm and do the same thing you know or you know again like clean and press that one bell right it's not that hard okay cool like again do that for five minutes straight do that for 10 minutes straight do that for 15 minutes straight right. and then tell me how you feel and then ramp up the speed Right, well, that's, you know, that's kind of the thing with you know most workouts. It's like right. I was like lift as heavy as you can. It's like oh, thirty five pounds. That's not much at all. It's like well, I mean, there's a method to that madness, right. though. Versus or you take know, that same sixteen kilo bell, right, and do a deep goblet squat and hold it for ten seconds, and then do fifteen or twenty reps of those. You know, really open up the hips. I mean, <laughs> that'll tear you up, but guarantee it. Go do it. That's <laughs> actually what we're talking about in the uh, seminar today. Yeah. Is goblet squats. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. You know, you know there there are things to do and there are ways to get better. And you know, it's not a one size fits all. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, again, there are probably people listening right now that are like, "Well, no, I I just rather go to the gym and like you know you know bench press and squat and yeah. deadlift and, and that's cool in the gang too. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, not knocking it. Right. But you know. I always see this with lots of things, especially on social media. One thing knocking the other. Right. Like, and it's like, look, just if this works for this group, cool. It doesn't hurt to hear what this other group has to say, like, right now. But the one thing that will unlock all kinds of potential, especially in the mobility and stability department, is kettlebells. So, I mean, if you just add kettlebells into your training just for mobility purposes or stability purposes, bottoms up kettlebell, anything is going to really challenge someone's stability, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, even with, uh, you know, doing like a training cycle for a competition, you know, focusing on sport, there's still GPP, you know, like everything's not just kettlebells, you know, like there's some barbell stuff. There's not like a whole lot of dumbbell stuff, but you know, you, you have other accessory exercises, accessory lifts that aren't, just kettlebell i mean you know even kettlebell lifters but they have, supplement your training yeah you know yeah. like like yeah there's a place for bench press and deadlift and things like that um so i mean vice versa if you are you know focused on you know traditional lifts
shifts like that. I mean, hey, you know, right, you know, training uh, some, you know, kettlebell, mm-hmm. you know, cleans and, 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 and jerks and snatches and stuff. I, mean, I, I think snatches would go a long way for people who do um, kind of like Olympic style uh, weightlifting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I do like I've seen, that. I've seen um, the transition. I've seen people yeah. coming from barbell Olympic lifting and pick this up so fast. One of the guys that I'm, <clears throat> I'm working with now, um, he's, he's hitting sporadic classes with me. Uh, but his name is Nick powerlifting background. So very familiar with body awareness, uh, familiar with, you know, being in a deep squat or being in an overhead position, you know, with the barbell. <clears throat> but he, with that knowledge, he, he picks up kettlebell technique fairly quickly. You know? I do like also, how with kettlebell it seems like it's not just isolating one like muscle group oh, right yeah. you know you're getting your body <clears throat> involved oh, you're getting all interactive man. yeah dude that's that's why I, I love long cycle um i mean it just it, it it really makes you realize like what are the major muscles and what are like the accessory muscles yeah. um i mean it's uh like biceps like i don't like curl or anything dude, but like but seeing him after a, a third three ooh. minute set Dude, the Doing pump. Long cycle. The pump. My God. <laughs> the pump. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I stopped it for like a week, and then like I got sick, and I came back. I'm like, I'm going back to long cycle training. I'm like, I just missed the pump. <laughs> it did, man. Um, well, yeah, this this definitely, you know, opens up a, a lot of eyes. I think, you know, just oh yeah, for sure. Um, even for myself, like I said, prior to like you know seeing oh, you, shit, doing I'd the love work, to get you down to the gym, man. Yeah, man. Or hey, I, or just let's let's hook up out here in the parking lot, man. Bells are are easily transferable, <laughs> got transportable. New, I should say new, new work schedule. So oh yeah, so, yeah weekends that, off now. Weekends off. Nice. I'm, I'm home by four four thirty. You know, so it's it's one of those things yeah. where it's like okay. Well, damn, like, you can make a five o'clock class, yeah. homie. But again, I mean, you know, like. Like you said, body's breaking down. I mean, I'm, you know, like like Dana can tell you, like I I, I have lower back issues, mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of pain. Um, and then started training with him. You know, again, yeah, the mobility, but the kettlebell training. Yeah. Um, and, and and just you know working that hinge, uh, and then just strengthen the core. I mean, there's there's just so much like it. Every time you have to do that hinge and put the bells between your legs and get them back up to your chest, uh, you know, doing that clean. I mean, you are just working the core, working the legs. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much pain free these days. And I mean, I, I owe it all to this style of training. Yeah. That's the, it's pretty awesome. The big thing I've even in the seminar today talking about it, they're like, all right, who's like, who's got any questions? And I was like, look, man, my shoulder, my neck, my hip, like what's up? I like, <laughs> right? Walk me through this, and and he did. He, You've been he, he, put in too many fucking arm bars, man. No, well, that's well, I've been neck fight, cranks. I was fighting or, or out of too neck many arm cranks. bars. I said well, neck yeah, cranks. yeah, definitely neck cranks. Oh shit, uh, we about to go live, baby. Have been fucking me up, but um, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up because the the main card's about to start. Um, we're gonna have to do this again, man. Absolutely. Um, we didn't even we just scratched the surface. I think. Oh sure, we could talk yeah. about this shit for hours. This was a, a a mini jump off kind yeah, of get, it was, man. get introduced to it. So cool in the gang. Um, before we get out of here, though, um, mention shout outs, things you uh, uh, Instagram. Where can we find you? Hey, uh, <clears throat> you can find us uh, on Instagram. Raise bells. R A Z E B E L L S. 
Uh, go to raisebells.com. We operate out of Gold's Gym Marley Station Mall out here in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Uh, classes all week long, group functional training, highlighting kettlebells. Let's go. Yep. Right. Free guest pass on the, on the website. Come on, check it out. Hey, thank you guys, man. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, no, Mikey no, Tupu. No. Mm-hmm, for I real. love you, dude. Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> I love you. I love yeah. you, Dante. Hey, man, love you, This too. is great. I, dude, I'm this the awesome. fuck out of both y'all in this I know. neighborhood. I know. I drive by, and I'm just looking at the houses like. Dude, I, I drove by, and I'm like, it's weird. <laughs> Pulled in the parking lot, and I'm like, oh, shit, the old hood, son. Yep. <laughs> um, and then um, what I'll do is I'll get uh, uh, some more info for uh, for this afterwards, put links in yeah, the, for sure. In the uh, thing, but um, as always, everybody listening, thank you. If you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram or off the mats podcast on Instagram or any of the other 14 Instagram accounts that I have. Like, if you follow anything on Instagram, you're probably <laughs> fucking following me. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my crew over there at Nerve Age Radio, Bobby Chris, Nerve Joe. Uh, Marilyn Phil, like I, I just did an episode with them on Thursday. I'm going to be back up there next Friday or this coming Friday. So I'm trying to get back in the rotation over there. Uh, without them, I wouldn't be doing podcasts. So thank you guys. I love you all over there. Uh, uh, big shout out to my other podcast. So you like horror? If you like scary movies and stuff of that nature, go check it out. Uh, the next episode, as we are going through horror through the decades, is going to be dropping this Friday. We'll talk about uh, horror in 20, the 2020s, the final decade or the current decade. So uh, go check that out and go check out the other decades. I mean, we, we basically went through a hundred years of horror. So go check it out. And then last but not least, Dana, Mike, thank you. Absolutely. Thank thanks for having us. us. Thanks, man. Mikey Tupu. All right. <laughs> Otherwise, you Let's folks out there, love you all. You guys keep listening. We're going to keep making these shows. Shout out Nikolai Amber. Love you. Peace. Pro Kettlebell. Now let me see his song.